welcome back to an all-new episode of the Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast, the show that takes a deep dive into the world of 80s cartoons. Uh, my name is Randy. I am your host on this journey, and as usual, I'm not alone. Once again, I'm joined by my friend and my co-host, Phil. Phil, how you doing today, brother? Hey, what's going on, dude? I'm doing all right. We're all hanging in there, and hopefully things will be back to normal soon, dude. It's almost the end of the year, so... Here's hoping. Let's get right to it, man. All right. And um, so we're continuing our uh, look at all the spoopy things this month. And uh, before we take a look at today's episode, of course, I got to let you know that Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast is a production of Geekwell Order. Go to geekwellorder.com for all the latest and greatest geek content. And of course, we're on social media. Check us out on Facebook. Check us out at Geekwell Order and Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast, like those pages. And, of course, Twitter and Instagram, both at Geek World Order. And, of course, we are on all of the major podcast provider sites. Check us out, subscribe to the podcast, leave us a rating and review. All right, Phil, today we are going back to the world of the Transformers. Yes, spooky Autobots. Yes, indeed. Today we are taking a look at the episode Dark Awakening. And there are some crazy spoopy things going on here. But of course we open up our episode and our Autobots are being chased. Uh, Galvatron and his uh, normal gang of flunkies are chasing a Autobot contingency of Rodimus Prime, RC, Ultra Magnus, Cup, Spike, and Daniel. Yep, remember Hot Rod, guys? <laughs> Man, who de- who decided to name him Hot Rod? <laughs> hey, Dark Awakening, right? <laughs> I mean, it could be worse. He could be Erector. <laughs> Erectus Prime. Oh, Ooh, boy. So, yeah, so uh, Galvatron and his... Uh, Buddies are dead. You know they somehow managed to uh, blow the Autobot ship up because you know the Autobots uh, use that whole tactic they used back in the movie of uh, detonating three quarters of the ship. Yep. But Galvatron, for his even though he's all weird and crazy at this point. At least this time he decided to follow them and actually look for bodies. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> that worked out well for him the last time he did that. Ooh, boy. You would but, think. But yeah, the Autobots are uh, kind of floating through space. And, um, well, there's not much life support on the on this support vessel. So yeah, they're going to run out of air soon, which really makes no difference to the Autobots, but a short time frame there for Spike and Daniel. (laughs) Dude, they're always getting into shit, man. Cause, um, you know, cause, and of course, Rodimus prime handled this, handles this with the, um, delicacy of, uh, a bull in a china shop. Whew. He's like, yeah, you'll basically asphyxiate or smother. <laughs> uh, they don't 
they don't human well. No. Rodimus Prime, basically, nobody's very well. Nope. His, his people skills are very lacking in terms of dealing with <laughs> actual people or just robots. Oh, you're going to die. His interpersonal skills are... Is that it? Are... That's it. Yep. So yes, they oh, come... Goodness. So yes, they come into space and find a mausoleum that was apparently built sometime after the events of Transformers the movie. Ooh, buddy. A flying funeral dirge. Yeah. So yeah, this is fun. So, uh, <laughs> Daniel decides to go off and explore by himself. Because that's a good oh, idea. Of course does. And he walks by a number of our corpses here. We He lists off several names, including Ironhide, Ratchet, and Huffer. Um, so yeah. this is actually the confer the uh, first confirmation that Huffer died in the events of Autobot City. Ah, you're right. Yes, he was not shown on screen at any point. So we learn Huffer is dead. And of course, as Daniel is exploring the darkness, he gets creeped out. Because apparently, he believes he saw Optimus Prime walking around. Yeah. House of a Thousand Autobot Corpses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, he goes back to the others, and he swears up and down he saw Optimus Prime. And for the most part, they're pretty skeptical. Except for Rodimus. He's like, well, we, we've got Decepticons to deal with, so let's not, let's just make sure we're not dealing with anything else strange here. I was like, pretty right. much his first, not his first, but I'm surprised he had an actual rational thought. Mm. Must be the spark. I don't know. Who knows? But yeah, he's, and the others are pretty much like, um, listen, Rodimus, this would really be a waste of time and energy. But Rodimus, being the leader, says, you know what, we're going to do it. Well, here's the problem, Phil. The tomb is empty. Yeah. Nothing in there. So they're kind of like, uh, what's going on? Like, well, shit. But they don't really have time to uh, answer that question because Decepticons, we're under attack. <laughs> yes. Because... Galvatron actually had a smart idea and decided to go look for bodies. Oh, yeah. So they get into a firefight, and RC takes a shot right in the knee. Oh, dude. <laughs> Bro, oh. she makes a Monty Python reference. I was going to say, like, dude, she did it. Don't worry, it's only an exostructure wound. She Tis but a flesh wound, that shit. Tis just a flesh wound. I was like, yes! <laughs> I was like, oh my god. <laughs> That's great. I didn't realize they made a Monty Python reference until... Oh I my think, god, dude. Until, you know, this, this episode aired when I was like, one. 
And I'm like, um, <laughs> I'm 30. I'm almost 35. Yeah, dude, I didn't even I didn't even have any idea at the time. But oh, I was so pretty, happy. And I'm pretty sure I've seen this episode like since I've watched Monty Python. But I mean probably just like in the background, so I may not have caught that reference. But yeah. Tis just a flesh wound. <laughs> I'm like, I was oh like, my god. Yeah, dude. I cannot believe it. So yeah, it, the, was, it uh, was great. Yeah, but yeah, so the firefight continues, and will the Autobots are getting their asses handed to them? Yes, they are. Until some mysterious firepower comes from beyond. It's Optimus Prime. <laughs> Janky as hell. He looks as bad as he did when he died, Bruh. The Decepticons are freaked the F out. Hell yeah. They are freaked out by Zombie Prime. <laughs> so yeah, they um retreat very quickly. And so yeah, as I, the Decepticons retreat from the barge, uh, we see that Optimus Prime is somehow alive. We have many, many questions right now. But we won't get yeah. those questions answered because it's commercial time. We will be back after these messages. Burger King asks, does a burger fixed to your taste really wet your... Would extra mayo and no ketchup really hit the... Does the thought of no onion but double the pickle make your mouth... Would a burger with lettuce and tomato make your taste buds... Don't you think you should have your burger your way? Then come to Burger King. Go someplace else and you're probably missing the... Kmart loves giving great deals, even if those great deals don't have anything in common. Here's an example. Buy a gallon of glidden spread satin for only $7.99, or spread latex enamel at $10.97, and you can send for this Kodomatic instant camera worth $60 for only $19.95. What's glidden paint got to do with a Kodak camera? Nothing! But at these prices, who cares? We asked shoppers just how much milk goes into one slice of Kraft Singles. Okay, Sheila, you tell me when. Stop. Some imitation slices stop there. But Kraft puts five full ounces of milk in every slice. In one slice? I'm impressed. <laughs> you're getting nutrition, you're getting something that tastes good. It has a nice, creamy taste to it. Kraft Singles. Five ounces of milk in every delicious slice. I'll buy that now, all the time. Going back to school usually means new clothes from top to bottom. And this week at Mervyn's, you can save on everything the kids need. Right now, you can save on all campus Latigra clothes for boys, like Latigra knit shirts. They're only $9.99 for big boys and just $7.99 for little boys. Handsome Latigra sweaters and campus slacks are on sale, too. It really helps when you can save on all their school clothes at Mervyn's today. Give me a friend or two. When my thirst is at its worst, give me a mountain. 
come back our Autobot contingency here is quite amazed at what has happened but they're also very confused which rightfully so I'm pretty sure if you saw your dead leader just standing there in front of you acting very not dead you would probably be confused as well <laughs> very not dead <laughs> oh that's awesome so yeah yeah that's pretty freaky and Basically, Optimus Prime has no recollection of what happened. He sort of gives basically the, your normal near-death experience. Um, you know, seeing darkness, light at the end of the tunnel, all that good stuff. Oh, yeah. So they kind of, you know, they... But they don't really question it too much. Like, Rodimus Prime is even like, Oh, hey, um, I kept this warm for you. Yeah, he he was quick to give that up. He's like giving them. He's like trying to give the Matrix right back. Seriously? Like, wow! I'm like damn, bro. It's like really, even though Optimus is still kind of hazy, acting a little funny. Like he's ready to give that shit up. Like Cup and Ultra Magnus were both. May maybe we should wait a few minutes here. Right. It's like eh, that doesn't seem like a good idea. Like, so somebody here mentions that Optimus Prime has been dead for years. Okay, no. Optimus Prime has really? been dead maybe a year at the most. Because Optimus, it's it's established that Transformers the movie takes place in two thousand five. And yeah, I was gonna say, what kind of time paradox is this? And. As far as we know, that really hasn't changed, because Daniel hasn't aged, and there's an episode. <laughs> there's an episode later on entitled "The Big Broadcast of 2006," Ooh. which is later in the season. So, at most, a year has gone by. Oh, jeez! So he has not been dead for years. So yeah, uh, good old. Uh... But yeah, Hot Rodimus is like, yeah, no, here, here, have the Matrix. And even when Optimus Prime puts it into himself, it's like, it was not easy. Oh no, like he it did not like, want him at no, all. Like, it's almost like his body was trying to reject it. Yeah, Maybe. that was weird. Maybe you should have taken that as a sign, you dumbass. Seriously. But no. It's he like, just... okay, it's rejecting Optimus. That's a problem. He's like, but no. He he just reverts back to Hot Run. He's like, let's party! Right? You saw how fast that happened? Bro. I was oh, like, dude. oh my god. Dude, seriously, that was ridiculous. Hot Rod is back. It's Patty. I'm like, this mother... Oh, my God. But literally, as soon as that happens, as quickly as that happens, 
Optimus Prime attacks the Autobots. Yeah, he shot him right in the shit. <laughs> Bro. Like, damn. It's like, hmm. And at first I was like, yeah, I hate him that much too, Optimus. Yeah. And he sets the auto-destruct sequence on the Autobot mausoleum. Yep. So, Gonna bomb the corpses. Uh-huh. And apparently they, they'd somehow made this little rinky-dink shuttle to get out. So Optimus takes that shuttle. He heads off and uh, just points the Autobot mausoleum right in towards the nearby sun. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's fun. Well, there you go. You gave Optimus Prime back the Matrix, and uh, and he's still exhibiting this weird behavior. Good plan, Rodimus. Good plan. All right. <laughs> so Optimus Prime takes yeah. the little rinky-ding shuttle and returns to Cybertron, where... Well, the Autobots really aren't questioning it too much. Even their scientist on hand, Perceptor, isn't really questioning. It's like, um, it's really? Like, oh. Nothing like, how? How are you not it's like, dead, oh, welcome Optimus? back. Yeah. And so Optimus tells them that Rodimus and the others were killed by the Quintessons. And they're like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, Grimlock throws a tamper. Grimlock's a tamper. pissed, bro. They get, they get, uh, like the episode summary I'm reading here, dude. Grimlock spends like almost a minute of screen time, like stomping around. Yes, like, he does, dude. Yo, and Springer, dude, he's like, I will, I will get vengeance. Right. <laughs> You killed my lover, R.C. Oh, dude, he was boiling. Bro, he went like freaking Hawkeye in Avengers when he became Ronan. Oh, yeah. Bro. Oh, that would have been cool. See Springer, like, take his swords and, like, just slice through some Quintessons. Yeah, that would have been pretty awesome. Dude. Dude, like, wait a minute. You're an Autobot, Springer. Um, maybe you shouldn't be trying to kill mofos. It's like, you act <laughs> like a Decepticon here. No, he did not care at that point. It's like, dude, that was, uh... I thought his baby was gone. Yep. Yeah, because that was a weird dynamic that switched. Because, like, in the movie, they kind of hinted at a little thing between maybe Hot Rod and RC. Uh-huh. But, like, once they got into season three, it shifted over to Springer. Which was really weird. That. I was like, why are we just randomly changing things? It's like, we, like <laughs> does the leader have to be alone? I it mean, seems that way, right? It's like... Rodimus is already dealing with a whole bunch of stuff. You can't get him some loving. <laughs> Poor guy. Like Rod stop like, screwing up, man. He's like literally had he literally just had the entire like Hot Rod literally just had the entire weight of a millions upon millions of years war dumped onto his shoulders. 
Oh, yeah. You know. I mean, he seemed a lot calmer with the spark, but still. Oh, dude. It's like, bruh. So, yeah, so Optimus Prime assumes command of the Autobots, and he's like, all right, we're going to lead a full-scale assault on the Quinnison base. And nobody, nobody at all questioned this. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm like, is anyone going to say anything? And no, because many of these Autobots have served with, you know, there are still guys like Jazz and Bumblebee alive who are seen in the background of this episode later on. Like, nobody is like, that's not, wait, that's not your style, Optimus. Seriously. Nobody is Nobody quiet. thought to question this. It's like, no, Prime, this is not your style. What's going on, man? So, yes, yeah, so we they get a shot got to of die. The... Oh, okay, cool. So, yes, yeah, so we get a shot of the <laughs> Quintessons at their base, which I forgot. We'd actually gotten, we'd seen them earlier in the episode. Uh, they were communicating with Galvatron earlier. It's like, you know, like, see, we led you right to these Autobots. So, yes, yeah, so apparently, uh, good old Quintessons here. They're like, yes, let us have a pre-celebratory snicker of triumph. Right. It's like, this won't even be a challenge or whatever the hell is going on. Right. It's like, hmm. Ah, yes. So there is a Quintesson plan involved. Ah, now things are starting to make sense here. The Quintessons had oh. a plan. So yeah, so uh, we go back to the mausoleum, and yeah, so I guess they were never really in any danger, because they just sort of managed to get out of the ship before it explodes and, you know, crash into a sun. <laughs> Funny how that works. And somehow they managed to find parts to make another shuttle? Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. <laughs> We're not even at the second commercial yet, and we're already like no. running out of script time. Like, literally, N nothing to explain how they got out of here. Nothing. Corpse pieces? I don't know. It's like okay, sure. It's, yeah, it, yeah. They they failed to explain that, but eh. So yeah, they return to Cybertron, and apparently this uh, shuttlecraft they have has no braking system. So they have to, like, just crash through a wall. It... Snarl, man. Poor dumb Snarl. <laughs> He's like, what's going on? Dude, Sludge has to just move him out of the way. It's like, move, you the idiot. Poor guy, man. <laughs> and these two are confused as hell. They're like... Wait, you're supposed to be dead. <laughs> I love the way they talk, dude. Like, yeah, no, um, Wheeljack went all out when he built the Dinobots. Oh, yeah. He, I mean, he didn't go out all out in terms of brains, but he went out in terms of uh, brain size accuracy. Seriously, it's like, oh, they're strong as hell, dude. 
But can they talk? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they're 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 dumb as bricks. It's like, oh. <laughs> so yeah, basically the pretty much the entirety of the Autobot forces except those two, and maybe some others that we don't know about, were left to guard the base, and the rest of the forces have been left have left to attack the Quintessons. So Hot Rod and his group get into another ship, you know, an actual working ship this time, to head towards the Quintessons. Uh, so yeah, we go to the Autobot fleet, and um, yeah, this is not going very well. Mm-mm. So they actually send a message. And Blur relays this message to Optimus Prime, who basically, like, shut up, Blur. It's a quintessential. Like, shut trick. up. It's a. <laughs> right? Shut up. It's a trick. Just shut up. Hmm. It's like, oh, okay. Yep. Yep. Well, we've no got a quintessential plan involved. It's like, hmm. It's probably a trap. There's a trap. Totally a trap. <laughs> right? It's a trap. But yeah, so we get a. Uh, so yeah, we get a. Uh, we see some very different ships being blown up. So who knows how many Autobots actually died in this episode? I can imagine. Although it's weird because like, there's some bad animation in this episode. Because these Autobot, mm-hmm. these Autobot transports, are are like the animation provided is like like the character models used they're using like the jet modes of like power glide and skyfire and some of the aerial bots it's like oh okay <laughs> why are they using these bad why are they using these animation models damn you caught that before i did yeah no the the animation was not was not good in these scenes Yikes. But yeah, so as the Autobots continue into the trap here, uh, we get some nice tension, uh, and it's time to go to a commercial. We'll be back. Night is young and the fever is high. I got room to move. Nothing but time my Levi's cold. Spark, sparkle and shine. so smooth it won't skip or drag. It won't even scratch this delicate surface. This is the new Papermate AccuPoint roller pen. The AccuPoint has a stainless steel point and metal rolling ball for remarkably smooth fine point writing. Now if that sounds impressive, wait till you see what it can do on a far more demanding surface, like paper. The new Papermate AccuPoint. And now the pencil that's always sharp, the new Papermate Sharpwriter pencil. Last night they had a little party with a rock band and your red eyes show it. Looks like a Byzine morning. Stayed up to watch the late, the late, late and the much too late show. Looks like a Byzine morning. 
Because Visine with tetrahydrosoline relieves, refreshes, and soothes irritated morning eyes and gets the red out. 429 pages and the butler did it. Looks like a Visine morning. Wake up to Visine. It gets the red out. All right. And we are back. As we come back here, of course, the uh, Autobots are falling further and further into the Quintesson trap. Uh, once again, Blur relays the message that Optimus or that uh, Hot Rod is trying to summon the uh, fleet, and well, Optimus Prime just dismisses it as a Quintesson trick again. Of course. And at one point, they're actually about to fire on this ship, but Perceptor finally decides to use some logic here. He's like, wait, let me take a further look at this. Increase magnification. So he transforms into his microscope mode and basically uses his microscope to look through the viewfinder of the gun. And he realizes it is actually Hot Rod and his team. Hey, somebody's actually <laughs> using some stupid logic here. Yeah. It's like, you couldn't have applied, tried to apply this logic, I don't know, Perceptor, a couple hours ago when you were still on Cybertron? Nope. Like, <laughs> nobody could have, like, recommended Optimus Prime maybe hit a repair bay first. Right. Seriously. They just let him, he's all janky and they just let him do his thing. It's like, He's like, hey, Prime, it's going to take us a little bit to get the shuttles ready. You want to hop in a repair bay for a little bit? No, it's a trick. No, we need to leave immediately. <laughs> right? That's probably what happened. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, no, nobody questioned this. So, oh, yeah, my God. <laughs> they get aboard the ship, and uh, he's like, all right. Hot Rod's like, all right, you start getting everybody out of here. I'm going Optimus hunting. It's like, shut up, Hot Rod. So yeah, so they meet up and they start to fight. Uh, Which is actually not a bad fight, but... Yeah, so they're kind of going back and forth, and um, at one point, Hot Rod kind of gets the upper... Or, well, Optimus Prime, is, I think, is starting to kind of realize what's going on and actually ask yeah, Hot Rod he started to, to come right like he started to come to a little bit he's like oh no <laughs> and so he actually gets in uh we get a bit of a flashback and we learn the diabolical plan of the quintessons and they're pretty cold-blooded man so yeah basically they stole the corpse out and they basically weakened at Bernie's this thing. <laughs> I mean, before weekend at Bernie's shit. was a thing. Dude. Before it was cool. Yeah, so they basically put like, you know, electrodes and reprogrammed his body. Basically they were using him as a big puppet. Yeah. That is so funny, dude. I didn't even think about that. So yeah, it's like basically freaking weekend parties. So like, yeah, he should basically be nothing more than a oh. robotic zombie. 
And he said, yeah, that's exactly what he was. It's possible. There may be some lingering remnants of his personality and memories, which, yeah, that happened. That it did. Which is, and I'm sure that combined with the power of the matrix is allowing Optimus Prime to kind of counteract the Quintesson programming. Which was actually pretty cool. Like, I liked that scene to where he was finally starting to come to. He's like, wait a minute. But they... But it takes back over and they start fighting again. And dude, like, Optimus Prime has has a hot rod in, like, a full Nelson. Yeah. And, like, one of, like, his zombified injuries is, like, actually burning through hot rod. (laughs) He's like, must defeat me or everyone dies. And go Hot Rod. Yeah, so Hot Rod grabs Optimus and throws him across the room. Which at this point, Optimus loses one of his arms. Yeah. Forgot that he's still rotting. Mm-hmm. Which is like, ew. So they fight back and forth some more. Optimus has Rodimus down. And it looks like he's about to grab his gun and shoot him. But he manages to, through whatever his own abilities, the Matrix influence or something, manages to pull the Matrix out of himself and put it back into Hot Rod. Who becomes Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how that happened, but I'm like, okay, cool. Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, it basically he's like, "Listen, get everyone out of here," and he and Optimus just walks off. Oh so, man! <laughs> so at this point, the others find Rodimus. They don't really question it, but at this point, it's like, "Yeah, we kind of got to get out of here." Yeah, they don't seem too concerned. Yeah. Okay. So at this point, Optimus has control of the ship. He gets over the comms and he says, as my final orders, get out of here. He just, he orders the evacuations. So pretty much at this point, the Autobots are off the ships. Everyone's pretty much walking away from the trap. Uh, So the Quintessons basically had this trap set up where Basically, the whole Autobot fleet would go between, like, these two moons. And as they Mm -hmm. got into range, basically would set off these triggers that would blow both of these moons and basically wiping everything out within the blast radius. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's a good idea. So, at this point, Optimus Prime actually starts flying the ship towards the Quintesson uh, base near they say they have, a, they have a nice little blast shelter base near the moons and the Quintessons are firing everything they have at this Autobot ship but it just keeps going even then they're like oh boy no, they're like no Autobot can survive this Oh, yeah, they set that up real nice, didn't they? Well, no living Autobot could survive this. Right. 
Just if you got one that, uh, and do like, as a, he's just barreling in towards their command center, like Optimus Prime is taking more damage, like half his face is blown off. Yeah, I know. Like his eyeballs missing and shit. Yeah, like one of his like eye covers is missing. So like, yeah, what looks like an eyeball is just hanging out. <laughs> it was almost like cool. His battle mask is like half <laughs> ripped off. Yeah, they really went for it in this episode. That was that part was cool. I liked it. Yeah. So yeah, so Optimus makes it into the trigger area, and that and the planet goes nova. It straight up explodes. So yeah, yep. So, so. the Autobot <laughs> crew they. They bid farewell. To, they bid farewell to their leader once again, and they say, All "Yeah." Right. And here comes the announcer, right? <laughs> Is this the last we've seen of Optimus Prime? <laughs> yeah. Um, Ultra Magnus remarks that the uh, that this Nova will serve as Prime's final memorial. Yep. And Rodimus uh, basically kind of self doubting himself, like, "Yeah, I doubt I'll be." I'll, I doubt I'll be the leader he was, but I'll definitely try. Yeah, Rodimus, you suck. So, yeah. So, <laughs> what happened was, with that ending we saw, the, is this the end of Optimus Prime, that actually aired on the second time the episode aired. Uh, oh, really? Because this episode aired as a repeat shortly before uh, the return of Optimus Prime which aired shortly after this this episode was repeated. Oh, snap. That's why they put that kind of little tagline at the end. It was just funny the way they said it. It's like, is this the end of Optimus Prime? Tune in for the next episode of The yes. Return of Optimus Prime. Yes, <laughs> like, I actually wait saw a that. Yeah, I actually saw that in the trivia I was looking at on the episode. Uh, <laughs> that was actually inserted on the rerun right before that was funny i'm like well spoilers thanks yeah so yeah this is actually an, an early episode in the season this is like the eighth episode of season three and return of Optimus oh, prime isn't yeah. until the end of the season damn so yeah basically they showed this one again to reset it because in the return of optimus prime um there are some basically some events like it basically like in and around and after this episode that are that are mentioned oh okay so basically they showed this episode again just to have it refreshed oh so with that last line that rodimus gave about doubting being a lead the leader that optimus was uh so remember the episode the burden hardest to bear I believe so. Yeah, 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 I do, I do. So, instead of being, like, the actual episode that premiered before the return of Optimus Prime, they could have put that episode, like, up here. That is true. And it would have had more time in the season to kind of sit, because really, a lot of the season three, Rodimus does gain a lot more confidence throughout the season. And it's just really weird that the burden hardest to bear aired so late in the season. 
That is a good point. They like, could have really, uh, like they could have really went with that one. Yeah, it was, it was like, I think it might have been the last episode to actually premiere before the return of Optimus Prime, or within like an episode or two of it. Oh damn! But maybe well, if then. it had been placed after this episode, it would have let the rest of the season maybe sink in a little better, and probably would have framed it a lot better too. Yeah, that I agree with. That was sort of the whole thing about season three. <clears throat> you know, this young, basically 80s heartthrob guy. Because um, Hot Rod in the movie was played by Judd Nelson. This young guy, this young soldier, basically gets the entire the mantle of leadership, the entire you know responsibility of the war thrust on his shoulders you know and he's the follow-up to you know the uh, probably the greatest autobot leader of all time oh yeah and he's got to deal with that yeah got some big metal shoes to fill and there's sort of that whole theme throughout the season of him learning gaining confidence and there was definitely a few episodes that should have aired in a different order. Like, I think the burden hardest to bear, especially with that last line he gave at the end of the episode. That, that the, burden, the burden hardest to bear should have been the follow-up episode to this. I agree. I mean, if anything, it'd make it more likable, too. Right? It's like, seriously. To see, like, the struggle and what he's had to deal with and him trying to, like, live up to Optimus's right. name. And it would have done a few different things, like provided a little bit of continuity in a show that's basically, a, you know, a glorified toy commercial. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, would have framed the season a whole lot better. Because I mentioned this when we did that episode a while back on The Burden Hardest to Bear, is that its placement in the season was abysmal. Oh, the episode was fantastic. But where they put it in the season was such a bad move. I agree. <clears throat> like they really, they really could have done something with that. But hey, yeah, no. I mean, if this season had been written for like Netflix or something, yeah, dude, there definitely would have been some follow up on that. Oh yeah, much more substance if anything. Oh yeah, and I, and I, I agree with your point. It definitely would have something to make Rodimus more likable or relatable. Yeah, because it it kind of makes it more personal. It's like you see what he has to struggle with and go through. Like he's a young punk kid, and then boom, you're put on, you're given this mantle. And you don't even know what the hell you're doing. And he's really trying to live up to Optimus, like, to right. who and what he was. That would have made him super likable. Mm-hmm. Like, watch him grow and mature. You know, there are just so many issues with season three in general. And... <laughs> that, yeah. And one of the things about season three is just so clunky. I mean... 
I get the need to like rewrite a show like that to you know sell the latest toys, but y'all could have done something to make it a little more cohesive. Yeah, if they wouldn't have rushed that, they could have sat and like kind of rethought the whole strategy and like yeah, just like you said, it could have had a, be- a lot better placement and been like set up a better way. Right. And I'd been wondering. Where... They were about selling stuff, not about the character building i guess yeah it's the 80s they just wanted that coke money (laughs) we ain't talking soda oh man but yeah we got some uh definitely got some reanimator uh weekend at bernie's type of stuff going on here (laughs) yeah ah but dude this episode oh this was a good episode though it really was i liked it like no, like I thought pacing was good on this. Kind of what they revealed, how they revealed it. Yeah. Like they didn't try to cram everything into like, you know, the last two minutes here. It's like, all right. Yeah. You know, we got some views of the Quintessons early. And it's like, okay, we've got some Quintessons. So there's probably going to be something with them. Oh, right. they're the reason. Yeah, they're cold-blooded, man. Right. <laughs> they are just, ugh. I was definitely a, a very... Uh, the the Quintessons definitely added some things to, to Season 3. Oh, yeah, they did. And how the heck did Galvatron keep trusting them? Dude, that I don't know, because they don't care about shit. It's like... After, they like, don't care about us. It's like after like once or twice, you should have stopped listening to them. Yeah, they're pretty effed up. It's like yes, they're just using you to get rid of the Autobots, and then they'll dump you because they want to take back over Cybertron. Yep, and I'm pretty sure he knows that. Mm-hmm. I would hope at least. Yeah. Maybe they're just using each other for a means to an end. I don't. I don't know. I don't know because uh, Galvatron is a unique creature. Yeah, he's pretty. Uh, he's yeah, pretty hot Yeah, that defeat to Rodimus initially when they battled inside Unicron, that did not go well so well for him. Mm-mm. And then he got flung out and landed on that planet. Because <laughs> yeah. in the movie, he was definitely a lot more calm and logical like Megatron was. But uh, once he not took, this version. Yo, once he took like once he got dunked into those like plasma lava baths or whatever those were, they found him in the five faces of darkness. Dude, he was yeah. messed up. His brain was messed oh, up. Oh yeah. And yeah, that warped him pretty good. It. Yeah, Galvatron became his own worst enemy at that point. Yep. Oh. He reminds me of uh, what's his face from G.I. Joe. Oh, Serpentor. Uh, yes. Oh, dude, I was actually watching that recently. 
Uh, I actually saw that five-parter recently. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, no. Serpentor, no patience at all. Uh-uh. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, they uh, destroyed... Yeah, one of the DNA tanks got destroyed, so... And unfortunately, it was one of the ones that would have given Serpentor a lot of patience. Dude, he would have been diabolical if he got that. Oh, yeah. But, no, there's always an Achilles heel. Yeah, because, you know, got to have some way for the good guys to win. (laughs) Yeah. The good always triumph. Buy our toys. Yes. (laughs) Oh, but this was a good episode. Yeah, it was. I enjoyed it, man. Uh, fit very nicely into our Halloween theme here, because, you know, zombie optimus. Hell yeah. Eyeball hanging out. But, once again, <laughs> just the biggest issue with this episode, nobody questioned anything. Oh, dude, no, they're like, oh, okay, cool, it's optimus, I guess it's, I guess everything's fine. Right. It's literally, you, all you had to do was just go, uh, optimus, are you okay? Or just someone say, Optimus, you're not okay. This is not you. Say, hey, buddy. Uh, why don't you come over to the healing tanks? No. It's like, y'all have served with him for many, many years. I mean, even the one, even the Autobots that were on Earth, I mean, most of them have served with him for at least 20 years. Oh, yeah. Like, oh boy, they didn't got they didn't question a damn thing. It's just oh, it's Optimus, so it's cool. It's like y'all have served with Optimus Prime somewhere between twenty and millions of years, so <laughs> y'all should at least know something about Prime's leadership style. Mm-hmm. And y'all should have been like, this is none of it. It's like hey, um, you should talk to him. But yeah, otherwise that was uh that was a good episode. Good bones. <laughs> right. No, I think that'll do it for this episode of the Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. Of course, check us out on social media, leave us that comment, like, subscribe to the podcast, and uh we'll see you next time. Just tune in for some more spooky episodes.